We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Yo, what up, my people? KJ Podcast. I'm Kevin Jones. Welcome in. Welcome in. San Francisco 49ers analysis is what you get on this pod. Blue Wire is where you're listening. We've got 30 podcasts all across the country. Love the talent we're building. Search Blue Wire and iTunes and Spotify. Appreciate you tuning in. We've reviewed Nick Bosa. We've talked Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. I was anticipating talking about undrafted free agents and projecting an early 53-man roster. But instead, we have to address a report slash rumor that came out. Bleacher Reports, Matt Miller on, I believe, yeah, it was Tuesday, comes out with a report that there's friction between Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. The two aren't seeing eye to eye. And that Lynch could find himself out of a job by the way, Kyle Shanahan dismissed it right away, texted Matt Mayoko that it's bullshit. I'm glad that he went on the record and said that. Matt Mayoko could have said, I have sources saying that, but the fact that Kyle put his name on it kind of really throws water on the situation. I don't think it's really true, but we should dive into it because I think it's an inflection point. I think parts of it could become true and that they're seeds to reality. All right, this is Matt Miller's report. Word out of San Francisco points to friction and a potential breakup of head coach Kyle Shanahan and general manager John Lynch. According to sources in the team's scouting and coaching staff, the two aren't in lockstep as far as the vision of the offseason and the future of the franchise. The coach Shanahan wants to scheme and develop players while not being bothered with the player evaluation process. And more and more, he finds himself involved while not trusting the decision-making of Lynch. The 49ers signed both Lynch to six-year contracts, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Lynch could find himself on the way out since Shanahan looking for his own personnel, man. I'm not going to debate with you how credible Matt Miller is. Some of you love him. Some of you don't like him. 
I will say that typically bombshell reports that are true and, you know, not just a rumor, if someone big was putting it out there, they would go to Schefter or Rap Sheet. And that's not to say anything about Matt Miller's credibility. I'm sure that he can find information and validate that it's true. But I don't think Kyle is going to Matt Miller saying this. And I don't think Jed York is going to Matt Miller saying this. I don't think Parag is going to Matt Miller saying this. It feels like a little bit of hearsay and a little bit of, um, I don't know, I don't want to call into question anyone's credibility because I've gotten random tips too where I didn't expect that someone had shot me an email that I had had you know shook their hand with you know you never know who is going to feed you information how you can verify it but the fact that kyle shot the rumors down i think there is natural friction when you lose football games and if there's not some type of infighting between john lynch and kyle shanahan then they're being too nice to each other they're walking on eggshells building a football team causes conflict there should be differing points of view I think it's become pretty clear. We don't know that it's an absolute fact, but Kyle has final say, I would think, on offensive personnel on the 53-man roster. If John Lynch has say over anything, my guess is that it's over defensive personnel, and that's clearly been an issue back-to-back seasons. Cassius Marsh was not an answer, really. Solomon Thomas, now you've got Jimmy Ward. At the same time, Kyle has not been an angel either with Brian Hoyer, Pierre Garçon, you can say Mark Keith Goodwin was kind of a, a good signing, but Kyle has not hit home runs all the time either. You can't point to George Kittle and Dante Pettis, Nick Mullins. He's helped develop. You know, I'm, I'm not going over the full list here. Kyle has some of his losses as well. I don't believe there's friction, friction between the two, but I think there's seeds being planted that John Lynch is closer to the hot seat than being in Kumbaya right now. And that's, we've been talking about that on this podcast. I don't think that he would get fired after this season at all, unless it was an abysmal 3-13 and year and the wheels fell off the wagon and they needed some type of change. But I think if the 49ers miss the playoffs and go 6-10, and 7-9, John Lynch will be squarely on the hot seat all offseason. I think Jed will stick by him. I think pulling the plug after three years is still a little too early. We have to see the early returns from Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel. Even if they're encouraging and they're not stars right away, that's going to be good on Lynch. Like I said last podcast too, these two got thrown together at the very last minute. Kyle Shanahan knew he was going to become coach of the 49ers. He didn't choose any of the finalists that Jed York had for him. Terry Donahue or George Payton from Minnesota. There weren't a lot of GM candidates. A lot of them pulled their name. Chris Ballard pulled his name from consideration here. A lot of people didn't want to come work for Jed York. John Lynch wanted that opportunity. It seemed like John Lynch wanted to tie himself more to Kyle Shanahan than he did wanting to come work for Jed York. It was the partnership ability. Um, What's kind of become clear over the last two seasons is that this is Kyle Shanahan's show. This is his franchise He and John Lynch are not equal partners. Jed York's not going to make the same mistake twice. He's not going to force out a talented head coach and choose a GM, especially one who does not have an immaculate record here. Back to Matt Miller for a second. He did kind of badmouth John Lynch on the initial hiring. He's not a part of the scouting community, quote-unquote. So, I mean, you you do have some people that are anti-Lynch potentially in the building, some bulky holdovers. When there's losing and people don't feel like their input is getting involved and they still have a lot of information in NFL building, some people can get chatty. 
So I think someone told something to Matt Miller that's not totally true, but has seeds of potentially being the truth. And that Kyle is sick of spending a lot of his time reviewing college prospects because John Lynch and Adam Peters don't have a full grasp and haven't been hitting home runs in that department. Could they keep John Lynch and Adam Peters and bring in someone above them as executive vice president of football operations and John Lynch stays as a GM and accepts kind of a demotion and accepts that his role is a lot of the public facing stuff. We, we said this was a good hire from Jed York because this team didn't have a leader for several years. The mouthpiece for the 49ers 2015, 2016 was Adam Schefter and rap sheet spinning something that Jed gave him from some source and it was local media who kind of were on the 49ers' ass. There was two different perceptions of the team. John Lynch came in and has given this team one voice, one perception, and he's transparent and he's done a good job with the media. He has not been totally useless. There's There's been some positive things that he's brought to the table. 49ers have a good culture. Kyle could have implemented that, but John Lynch has been his partner there. Like I said, though, this is not a 50-50 partnership. At a certain point, Jed realizes that Kyle is such a valuable head coach and play caller that firing him, he's not going to be able to replace him as easily. And Kyle really didn't have time to hire his own GM coming off losing the Super Bowl in Atlanta and really taking the job the next day and having a decent relationship with John Lynch and his dad verifying that John Lynch is a good football mind and has been in the building with him. Um, Yeah, so this is an inflection point. I'm not trying to stir up rumors here. I don't fully believe this report, but guys, think of this as an inflection point. Right after the draft, even though this report does come out, we don't believe it or not, it's semi-true to call out that Kyle Shanahan has the upper hand in this relationship of running the 49ers franchise and that he's sitting more in the driver's seat because he's shown us things on the football field that get us excited. He hasn't had a full toolkit because of injuries, and he hasn't had a full toolkit because... The personnel department hasn't been amazing. John Dorsey has changed the direction of the Cleveland Browns. They've gotten a lot of draft picks, right? They haven't gotten the coach right there, but could you pair an elite talent evaluator like John Dorsey with Kyle Shanahan? Could the 49ers become a better franchise? That is something that has to be talked about between Kyle and Jed York here. They can't ignore the issue of John Lynch missing in the draft. The thing is... These picks this year, Nick Bosa and Debo Samuel, Kyle signed off on these picks 100%. He had to have signed off on Solomon Thomas as well, too. So I I get some of the pushback here where Kyle signed off on picks, but Kyle isn't expected to be as knowledgeable about all these college guys. John Lynch and Adam Peters in that department all year have to be studying the rest of the league in addition to the 49ers. Kyle is studying the rest of the league on the field Somebody is going to be the fall guy this year at the 49ers miss the playoffs and the defense doesn't live up to expectations. I would lean that it would probably be Robert Sala before John Lynch. You have to think Jed York did hand out a six-year contract. Does he really want to pay for three years of no John Lynch after having to do this with Chip Kelly, Jim Tom Sula? There was some settlement with Harbaugh with some contract money as well. At a certain point, you want to fight through this. I think Jed York... It would have to take Bill Parcells or someone telling him, yo, you've got to get rid of John Lynch. And I don't think anyone's ready to do that after year three. We're going to have to see Jimmy Garoppolo a full season. And even if there's up and downs, 
I think John Lynch will get the chance year four, unless Kyle. If this will be a Kyle decision to me, I don't think I don't think Jed York is dying to get rid of John Lynch. But if Kyle goes to Jed and is like, we are we're not that good of a football team because the chefs in the kitchen are not giving me the ingredients, and I am so good of a schemer, it's not a good decision for pulling me away from this and getting me dragged into all these conversations. At the same time, John Lynch can go to Jed and be like, Kyle's got to be more flexible. His schemes work. They have worked every year in the NFL. Kyle's getting too attached to the playbook because that's where he's comfortable. Yeah, it's boring sometimes to watch film all day of guys who are not even on the roster yet. So, I mean, there's got to be some kind of meeting in the middle here. And I I doubt they have a bad relationship. I, I really do. I don't think John Lynch would allow it to happen. I think he would ask Kyle, where do I need to get better? This is years of analyzing these guys. It, it, it sucks for them to be under the microscope like this as well, but they're running one of the most important franchises in the NFL. And people want these leaders to get this shit right and this team to be back in the Super Bowl and everyone traveling to New Orleans on Bourbon Street getting drunk and Jimmy G throwing touchdowns in a Super Bowl and it's back. And they've, the Patriots have stopped finally and the NFC's up for grabs. Like This is life-changing shit and makes the Bay Area more fun to live in when the football team is winning. So that's why the microscope goes under Kyle and John Lynch. That's why every decision actually does matter. When your football team's bad, the energy in a city is a little lower. It's really true. And when your sports teams are good, the energy becomes better. The bandwagon fans do come out. That's good. You want everyone in the city rocking with you. I hate what people are like, oh, I hate bandwagon fans. I love them. When they're on, that means that sports is humming. It is infiltrated normal life. The people who are bandwagon fans are cool. And please listen to Blue Wire. Please become a hardcore fan like the rest of us. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, this is so rumor-based and we're guessing on personalities here. Like, I get some of you are going to be like, KJ, are you serious right now? But I mean, what did Jed say in the press conference when he was trying to hire? We're trying to build a championship culture. Everyone getting along and everyone knowing their role and John Lynch living up to the expectations of being a world-class talent evaluator matters. My guess is that the 49ers go 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, and seven, just miss the playoffs. There's a lot of encouraging signs across the board. Nick Bosa has like six and a half, seven sacks. Debo Samuel has 50 catches, 800 yards. He's he's a great number two receiver. And you say the same about Pettis too. Like one of them could make a leap to number one. There's probably going to be more issues with the O-line this year. I just don't think Lakin Tomlinson and Mike Person, season after season, they're going to perform at a high level. There could be more injuries to the O-line this year. Um, it's going to be hard to transfer all that over. This team's going to battle some adversity, of course. Defensively, you already know it. The secondary is going to get torched. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. They are going to get more turnovers, but at the end of the day, I don't think the secondary is going to be able to rise to a playoff level. And then that's when all the question marks will come in. And if it's 8-8, eight and eight, John Lynch is going to survive. If it's 5-11 if it's and 11 or 6-10, and 10, things are going to get dicey. And there's going to be talk about change because year four could be a lame duck year then. Oof. Sucks that we have to have these conversations. 
they'd probably go eight and eight, nine and seven last season with Jimmy Garoppolo and get his cobwebs off and get him used to everything. God, that's why the week three injury sucks so bad. Like he just didn't get the experience that he needed. He's going to be so far removed. It's going to be bad if it's a storyline that he's struggling early because he just hasn't played football the last four or five years of his life, which is weird. It's a weird storyline here. I don't want this to go the wrong way. Kyle's never going to get fired. That, that six-year contract's going to live out. And I don't think that he would ever resign this situation. Where is he going to go coach football? His family's happy here. It's a great area to live. So I don't think you have to worry about Kyle leaving this situation. I mean, Jed should honestly, obviously, sit both of them down and, and address this together. This shouldn't be left as a festering issue. Hey, I'm running a business now. We, if we have issues with podcasters, we'll put them together. Put them together in the same room. Let them leave the same room at the same time. Don't feel like one is getting your ear. Like, don't dismiss John Legend and say, all right, Kyle, stay back here. Like, you got to be strategic about communication. I think Jed has bungled this in the past. I think he's closer to 40 years old now and, and just understands what he's got going here um, with Kyle. So, yes, I'm a Kyle apologist. I'm, I'm sure there's some John Lynch truthers out there. I bet there will be. If Kyle's struggling out of the gates here you you will see some tweeters being like what's all this talk about kyle i mean john lynch has done this and that do, 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 do. <laughs> that's how i imagine the trolls talk in that tone kj podcast um yeah i mean i've been signing some new podcasters this week i wouldn't be able to go in depth on the undrafted guys right now let's save that but I wanted to get on the mic here and give my thoughts on this because I have hinted that John Lynch would be out before Kyle. Like th- This isn't a bombshell report to me. It is because he was willing to kind of put a rumor publicly. Like There's no way that Jed or Kyle gave Matt Miller this information. There, there's no backstabbing of John Lynch yet. So this is kind of airing of a rumor from a scout or a coach. And Kyle rightfully probably doesn't want to be watching film all the time and that could be a downfall to everything his time management i have brought up on this podcast is a huge storyline for how well the 49ers do and there should be analytics spent on that to be honest like someone should be monitoring kyle where he's spending time whether that led to wins or losses like player development stronger relationships like there should be some metrics here because he has to wear a lot of hats on this football team. He is in charge. He is the guy in the building. He's empowered other people. Look at Rich Scangrillo, now an offensive coordinator with the Broncos. He's developed some coaches here. They're, they're bringing on new ones, but he has final say across the whole building. And that's just a tough hat to wear and also call plays. So whether it's delegating, I don't know. Jed should bring in some type of business analytics and apply it to Kyle's the way he's spending time. And Kyle maybe a little protective over that, but it's like, fuck it. Let's figure out where he needs to spend his time most. Cause I've said if he's completely ignoring defense and not even in the meeting rooms at all, I think that's a bad idea. I think the head coach should poke his head around and pop in there and quiz people so that the defense knows that he's there and he cares and he knows what type of communication is going on in those rooms. All right. That's KJ podcast for this week. Had two this week popped on for a quick one listen to blue wire buckets if you're an nba fan rotating nba roundtable podcast 
great to see a bunch of our pods on the iTunes top charts. Still got a big announcement to make. We're holding off on that momentarily. And I appreciate everyone so much. Share this with a friend. Rate five stars. And we will talk to you again soon. Peace.